You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to Music Biz 101 and more. If you want to learn about the music industry and you don't know where to go, tune in to WP 88.7, Brave New Radio. We got managers, producers, record labels, concert promoters galore. Wednesday at 8 p.m. Do you know the music? Here we go. Okay, ready, my pony? Yeah. <laughs> we are doing yes. this. You're doing that. I'm starting with that, yes, we have two live shows left. Five radio shows. That's right. on the campus of William Patterson, the University of Wayne, New Jersey, 7407 is the postcard. It's great, great to have you. Um, we are Music Fans 101 and more. You're listening to Wonderful by Rob Fusari because he's a wonderful guy, wonderful, uh, wonderful song, and it's wonderful to have Dr. Stavon Marconi here. Dr. Stavon. All right, thank you. We should have really, um, I think it's appropriate to uh, give our condolences to anyone that was at the Manchester Arena. Not only those that got hurt, but those that witnessed it as well. Just a horrible, horrible world we live in sometimes. I didn't know you were going to go there. Well, I didn't either. <laughs> you, went, you went right there. Yeah. Right okay, yes, that was a great article in the New York Times this morning about security shows yes. in the world change. We had a couple of things. Um, there was a guy who played here spring spring three years ago in Detroit. And there was that show in City two summers ago. Um, at the where he shot somebody. He went back yes. um, uh, I think with, with the, the the venue, I forget the name of it. Webster, Webster. Webster Hall, he's got Troy out. They had all the, in the front, when, when patrons came in, that's called security, was in the right. back, where the artist tool they didn't have it, that's yeah. not the The stage door did not have a detective. Right. No, okay. Now, this was different because no. it was happened, it was outside of the yeah, area. Totally and I saw that, I think it was seven or eight people who were going to Paris. The kids were waiting inside. Yeah. 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 So you're going to see some changes, I think, in the concert business. Yeah, yeah, you know, so. By the way, the person agreeing with you is Janine Shader, the director of marketing promotions at WFUV. Yes, Grand X. <laughs> Allegedly, it's great to have you here. We call you director, I've been calling you the director of promotions and marketing. First, I tell you the promotions and marketing director. Okay. As opposed to a direct door. Right. Right. You can just call her Janine. And um, the person who just whispered to you, that's Chris Fuchs. He's our student co-host. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Great. How's it going with you, Chris? Oh, pretty good. That's great. Just got back from Boston over the weekend. Boston, Massachusetts. Yes. Never been there before. It was very cool. Ah. Very nice weather. A lot of really cool venues and places mm-hmm. to check out. So. Did you go to any venues and places to check out? I actually went to Fenway on the way home. Fenway and the Talc was playing there. Really? So I got to actually hear that on the way out. And, uh, nice. I didn't even realize it, but Berkeley College is right up the street. So. <laughs> very good. That's brand nice. There you yes, go. That's so right. We definitely want to go back. That college. But, we'll talk about the Berkeley so. College of uh, Business that's in New Jersey, maybe. Maybe spell Berkeley spelled differently or Berkeley, and, California. And I must right. tell the audience tonight, it's a special night because we are broadcasting on 100% germ-free, sanitized microphones. Tell us what you did, Dr. Marconi. <laughs> I sprayed the blank out of them. <laughs> you go. And I donated the can. Donated the can to WPSC, Brave New Radio. We should thank Ashley Weltner for being here. Yeah. Ashley Weltner, who 
The semester is over, yet here she is making it happen. Her mom is sitting out front, so her, her Uber, personal Uber, is Right, is saying, why? Yeah, saying, why is she here? Nobody her, else is here. Why my daughter? Here. Probably because her daughter is going to be a great success. That's right. And Chris Fuchs, this semester is over, yet Chris Fuchs is here. So let's give a big hand to Thank both you. of the students yeah. who know that it's a 24-7 world out there. I actually do give you both credit because... Uh, a lot of people would not do what you're doing, so, right. so I appreciate that. So Everybody, we've to, oh, just to go on, we were just in Nashville. Yeah, um, Tony and I were in Nashville last week we, uh, with 23. It turned out to be students from William Patterson at the Music Biz Convention. Oh, Music Biz, it's cool. awesome. We recorded 17 shows out there. They're all up. They're already podcasts on SoundCloud. Go to SoundCloud and iTunes, Music Biz 101 and more. And the overarching theme in these podcasts and these 17 interviews it was with managers tour managers um, artists um, and then other ones that we've done has all been how hard you have to work and the and, and I think Janine when you and I met uh, a few weeks ago we were talking about this too how hard people especially students need to work and they don't understand yeah. when they think they've worked hard they haven't worked hard enough right it's like working out you know when you think you're at the end you just have to push it have to put that little bit more in it really it really makes a difference i think it enhances the student's experience um and it gives a certain level of trust to their advisors and their teachers um where i work most of all all my employees in the promotions and marketing department are students and they amaze me on a daily basis what they're able to do and you know their the the breadth of their knowledge about music and their wanting to learn more um, I think it's really important. I think just asking questions and being out there. Chris and I have had some great conversations about the music business. And I think that it's just, it's, it's great. The more you ask, the more you'll learn. And people are, people are happy to share their experiences for the most part. I think that it's being able to find someone to talk to or a few people um, within the business whether they be advisors or professors or, 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 or part-time bosses, for that matter, can really make a difference for your experience. So it's it's something I, I think that it's really important to put that time in. Yeah, and I think that as as I'm not a professor, I'm more of an advisor or an administrator, but I really see the difference. You, you really see the difference between people who are just doing it and people who are who really um, love to do it and are trying to learn more. And, and the reason why you brought up that you and Chris have spoken is uh, the reason you and I met yes. is because you and Chris met through William Patterson's, is it Pesky? Yeah, Pesci? the Pesci Mentoring Institute. Okay, what, what can you explain what that is? Sure, well, as the, I'm sort of new to it. Um, <clears throat> it's been a really valuable experience for me, so I should send a shout out to the Pesci Mentoring Institute mm -hmm. at William Patterson. Um, it's a great opportunity where they partner students in specific majors and interests with professionals in the same field. So you're sort of met up with somebody, you get to know each other, you get together on a monthly basis, whether it be on the phone or in person, and you exchange ideas. Um, sometimes it's, it's what we can do to help um, the student sort of get a good feel for what they're trying to do for, for their industry. It could be answering questions, it could be helping to enhance a resume, putting together cover letters, giving people the first steps for, for internships, um, and it's been really valuable. I mean, I, I, I enjoy working, doing it. Um, Chris and I like to meet in person, and I think the energy is really good. We exchange a lot of ideas, and it gets me thinking, too, in ways that, you know, I things that I haven't thought of, ways that I can help him, or things that also... I have at my disposal at the radio station. So, mm -hmm. you know, Rachel Hill. Yes, got her job that way. Rachel Hill from Blue Raven Entertainment. Yes, who's been on the show twice. And Sean. Yeah, mm -hmm. Sean was the same thing, and she followed Sean one day under the mentoring system, and he hired her. Long story short, they've been together now five, six years at least. So, yeah, it does work. No, it's great. Chris and I, we have a long way to go. Chris is going to come. We're going to bring him into work. We're going to work some festivals. If you're at looking at WFUV booth, you might see Chris this summer. Say hi. Um, and just try and give him experience. Try and give him, you know, you think you, you know what you want to do. And 
this, uh, so many people go through this and you and then you get out and you try and do it and you're like this isn't really you know what I thought um, so for me giving giving um, my mentee the opportunity to see the different parts of the business and mm -hmm. it's really up to him if, if parts of it don't interest him if he's not interested in learning about what it's like at the radio station or talking to a program director, he doesn't have to. But if he's interested, I'm happy to open those doors. So if you're listening to this and you're a college student, besides the traditional internship route, right. there is, you should look in your school, or if you're going to William Patterson, there's this P-E-S-C-E um, Mentoring Institute. Mm -hmm. uh, you can look that up. Or I'm sure other universities have oh, yeah. this type of thing. And the other thing outside of the university system that I've never done but I know works and I've read a number of things is young people, especially when they get out of school, they find an executive in the industry that interests them. And they reach out and that's LinkedIn, that's where LinkedIn is perfect these days. Mm -hmm. You can just reach out and just say, just got out of school, looking for experience, I'm looking for a mentor. Right. Are you willing to sit down and have a cup of coffee yeah. with me for 15 minutes, I'll, I'll buy. And I think for the most part, a lot of people in my position are more than happy to impart that information and that wisdom and that guidance and everything. I think it's just, it takes a lot to go out and ask, you know, to find someone and be like, I want to do what you do. You know, let, show me, what, how do you do this? How did you get this job? Um, you know, I found my way into radio sort of in, in a weird, I wasn't a communications major or anything. So I found my way to radio in a little bit um, of a detour, um, but, but I love it. And I think I was, this is, this is what I, this is what I should be doing, you know? And I think that when you're able to find somebody and you're able to sort of get those experiences, it makes a big deal. It, it, it's not easy to go up to someone and ask for help. It's not easy to go up and say, hi, I'm, I'm Janine and I'm really hungry to learn promotions and I just love this venue and do you have a street team or do you have part-time employees or, I mean, there's, there's all different ways to get involved. I'm, I work in my job, um, with promoters and venues all over the area and, and in other places too. And both big and small, profit, for-profit, non-profit. So there's a few ways to get involved in a non-profit way that can make your experience really valuable. There's people all over putting on amazing music. There are house concerts throughout New Jersey. Mm -hmm. There's great venues. There's new venues opening up all the time and, and venues increasing, you know, in increasing their capacity to be able to bring in new shows. The summer just opens up a whole new world of shows. Mm -hmm. And any of these opportunities, venues don't run by employees alone. They run on with interns and they run with part-timers and they run with street teams. And if you have the energy and it's something that you want to get involved with, it certainly is worth it to ask. When we were in Nashville, we interviewed a woman named Charity Lomax who used to be the tour manager for the Eagles, for Van Halen, wow. Christina Aguilera, Pussycat Dolls. And she kept using the term runners, mm -hmm. which is basically the gopher yeah. or the very, you know, basically unpaid or very lowly paid entry level person who will just do whatever, go get yeah. coffee, go get, but they're getting in there and they're doing something and they're involved and they're learning as they go. Well, it's funny, I had a meeting in the city yesterday and I was walking home down Broadway, and I passed the Late Show with Stephen Colbert um, theater. So the, the the audience is lined up out front on both sides, and there's like seven people, like audience coordinators. You know the production, and I just remember I worked at a radio station that was um, also housed with a TV station in Boston, and I just remember the. It, it just made me smile because you know like they're interns or they're like TV production majors and they really just want to get into it. And this is such a great opportunity to be able to get in um, with stuff like that. You, you, you have to be able to put in the time. I think that you definitely have to be able to put in the time in a way that's um, not paid or not paid well, you know, to get certain experience. I was told in radio, I'm, I'm born and raised in New Jersey. Um, and I was told that I had to leave the market if I wanted to get ahead in radio because it just, yeah. it's the biggest market, right? right? So I might be a great sales assistant at a radio station, but it doesn't mean I'm going to be a great promotions director. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, sometimes you leave the market, you get your chops elsewhere. 
I did commercial radio and then I got out of radio altogether, sort of disenchanted. Um, and I did a lot of dot-com work. And then I, I mean, I found myself listening to WFUV over my T1 line in my offices around the country um, as I'm working for a dot-com. And as the dot-coms are going through attrition and they're, they're narrowing their staff and, and they're cutting. And at the same time, this job opened up at the station and I was like, holy cow, like this is made for me. Yeah. You know, you just, it, and you just kind of knew. And I knew at the time that, you know, I'm taking a pay cut, leaving a dot-com job to do, you know, n public non-commercial radio. Um, but the experience is just, it's invaluable, you know. And I always like to say that for me, it adds a level of balance to my life. I think I would be at 60% um, of the shows I'm at, like, as, as a fan, anyway. So it's, it's great to be able to, to be in a position to help promote the music and the artists. Well, I want to get to uh, the radio station. Sure. The, we think of the um, Fordham station as a college radio station, but actually it, it's a little bit of a hybrid, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it really is. Um, WFUV is probably about 70 years old, and it actually stands for Fordham University's Voice. And it was run by students when it was started. It, I mean, I think it, it aired lectures, um, sporting mm -hmm. events, sporting mm -hmm. schedules, probably lunch menus. Mm -hmm. It was very, it was very student-run, and it was it was small and it had grown. And way before I got there, um, they had taken. The, the bold step to not be college radio and be um, more of, of NPR affiliate and licensed. So it's, our format is not something that attracts college students. Um, we are run by a professional staff. About 30% of us are full-time radio and broadcasting professionals. About 70% of us are students. They're students on work study that work really, really hard. Um, and they get some invaluable experience. So it's been more of a training ground. Um, my friend who's a director of, of corporate underwriting likes to describe us as a teaching hospital mm -hmm. because it's very, very hands-on like that. There's um, incredible training programs for news and sports and engineering that they go through. Um, they get to, we have video, um, we have an amazing YouTube channel, WFUV Radio. Um, and that's all shot and produced and edited by students. Mm -hmm. It's, there's, the opportunities are really amazing even though it's not a student-run station. So as a promotion and marketing director, I put together the, the strategic partnerships with festivals and shows and things like that. But my students, I, I, could, I couldn't do it without them. I couldn't give away tickets and I couldn't be on site at shows and I couldn't, be in touch with with my members and with my promoters mm -hmm. if it wasn't this way. So we are, um, we, we're licensed to Fordham um, and we do receive certain support through Fordham and through CPB. What's CPB? Um, Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Mm -hmm. And then, um, but we are a, a public station. Our, our, our core audience is 3554. Mm -hmm. we, don't, we don't broadcast to students. So a lot of times we're, we're seeing it's a little bit of an identity crisis. And then if you turn it on on the weekends, on Saturdays, we have one-on-one, -on -one, which is, I believe it's the nation's longest running live call and talk, sports talk show, mm -hmm. run and produced by students. Mm -hmm. So you'll hear that local flavor. We have local students producing Irish programming on Sundays. Mm -hmm. And then during the week, it's, it's our DJs. It's our... DJs that you might have heard on other radio stations um, in this market and others. Um, like Pete Fornatel. Pete Fornatel like was on the station. People from uh, NEW. Mm -hmm. Dennis Elsis is on the station. Rita, Rita Houston is our um, program director, and she's been in the market forever. Um, we have Courtney O'Connell is our morning host. Carmel Holt is our midday host, and she came from Radio Woodstock. Um, so we have Darren DeVivo's on at night, and he's been working at the station since he was a student. I mean, it's wonderful. It's, I think I've been at the station 16 years and I'm still one of the new kids on the block. So, you know, it's a place that people go and they love and they stay for a reason. And 
I think in, in the end, you know, we all feel a certain responsibility as a public station to, to, to make it very community focused. We very proud of the fact that we're a live station. Mm-hmm. You know, we're live. Um, we, we, we play what we play. I will walk in the studio and I can see vinyl spinning. And, you know, that, that's pretty cool, this day and age. Um, I know I worked at corporate radio, and that was, that was something they were getting away from um, at the time. So it's, it's, it's a different animal. Mm-hmm. And as a station, we, our relationships are primarily with the community, um, with our members, with the artists, with our boards, with our supporters. Um, and, you know, I work tables at shows all the time and people come up and have wonderful stories about what the music meant to them or tickets that they've won or events that they've been at that we produced. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really exciting. Right. So students are, they're aware of that concept. Yes. When they come to work for you and they actually work for you either through work study or yes. whatever. They just don't volunteer. No. I mean, they can volunteer if they want to help out with membership drives and things like that where mm-hmm. they can help get their foot in the door but um <clears throat> excuse me all the students really are work study eligible yeah <clears throat> and they, yeah. Ch- they this is their choice it's a much more i mean it's a much more demanding job to work at a radio station than it is for some other on-campus sure. jobs but some students knew that know that when they get into it um, right. and they really dedicated the time and we have certain expectations from the students and the mm-hmm. students that work in some of the other departments, in the music and the programming department that produce all the live sessions that are happening in the station, that are doing the video, that are going out to shows and catching, um, you know, helping with the live broadcast from concerts and different events that we do. It's, it's serious work, you know? So is the station 24-7 live? We have a few pre-recorded shows and we have one or two programs, I think, from like NPR or PRI that will still Play. But for the, I think with the, with the exception of like three hours a week or something, mm-hmm. we're live. That's good, yeah. Um, cool. um, and then on the weekends, we've just actually just sort of segued. So now our weekends are the same music that we have on the weekdays in the morning. They pre-record that because it's just easier that way. Mm-hmm. Um, when we have events, though, they'll, we'll, go, we'll go live with all that stuff. You mentioned corporate underwriting, yes. underwriting earlier. Can you yes. explain what that is? Corporate underwriting is the nonprofit radio station version of sales, of an ad spot, of an advertising spot. Um, the difference, there's quite a few differences. There's a lot of copy, and um, there's a lot of copy restrictions and the things you can and can't say in the spot. What can you not say? You cannot be, you cannot be quantitative. You cannot say for fifteen ninety nine, you can get this. You you can't use call to action. You can't say call now. You can mm-hmm. say, tickets are available at. I mean, there's, there's ways around it. Um, you can't use suggestive language, like the world's best blues guitarist, but you can say three-time Grammy, Grammy winner, mm-hmm. you know, Taj Mahal, or I made it up, I don't know. I <laughs> but um, those are, so, so there's those kind of rules. Uh, we, we tend to stick to them. It makes a big difference. We, the clients like it a lot. The commercial spots, Radio, um, radio, commercial spots that you're in a commercial station are heard in a very different environment than nonprofit spots. When you hear a spot, if you hear one commercial on a commercial station, you know that you're in for 20 minutes of commercials. So you know, you can play around, you can switch around. WFUV has much fewer spots. And the way our spots are produced is they're, they're red. They're not um, red in some you know, hey now, bite now, available today only kind of way. There's no sort of high pressure and there's no music bed. So they're really heard within the environment of the radio station. So you can go from Carmel Holt talking about this great show that the XX just did at Forest Hills that we broadcasted live, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and she can go right into something else and it, and, and it will segue into an underwriting spot that's just sort of red. And you're aware of it, but it, it doesn't ruin your, your, your listening experience. <clears throat> when we are selling, I go on a lot of sales calls and stuff, and we refer to it as the halo effect, in which 
people who are supporting a radio station will tend to support the businesses that support the same nonprofits that they do. So if they're hearing a spot for, you know, for a preschool, they might consider that preschool because they heard it, because that preschool knew that WFUV had the sort of audience they wanted to reach. So it's really a relationship thing. Um, they love what we do. And so we don't try to be a commercial station with our spots. We don't, we, we, we don't try to really <clears throat> change, change the rules so much because it's very effective. And um, our underwriting over the last 10 years has grown exponentially at the radio station. And we've carved out new categories and we've had sponsorships of events that we haven't before. And it's still all very new to us. Um, that sort of that level of, 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 of underwriter or client relationships that, that other stations have sort of, you know, maybe perfected. But it's, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of proud to say I don't have to sit in front of the grand opening of a car wash, you know, and, and give away bumper stickers. We do things a little bit different and, and we try and find things and solutions for the client, but also has to work within the radio station. We can't, we don't compromise the sound or the community of which we work so hard to achieve and to keep. Um, for, for advertisers, for, for music, for, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's very important to us. And I think that everyone at the station has that sort of like mama bear feel about the station. You know, it's not, it's, it's really not just a paycheck. It's a place that, that, you, that you care, that you care a lot about. And um, you can see that in, in people's work, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and the students, I think the students see that. And so the students try really hard because the students know that everyone's putting in a lot of effort. And when they're there, you know, editing videos at 9 p.m., you know, so is their boss. So, so um, I forgot what I was going to say. I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Well, we're talking about, but we haven't even mentioned it's 90.7 FM. 90.7 FM and WFUV.org. Right. And we have um, an app, a phone app. For the mobile phone. Yes, for right. read. Oh, right. Because we're at 88.7, so yeah. listen to us between 8 between, and 9 every Wednesday. Yes. And then you could go to 90.7, just up two whole notches. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure you listen to Ashley's shows back here yeah. at 80.7. But your station is excellent. I mean, you mentioned earlier it's 25 to 54. Um, can you mention some of the groups, some of the artists that, that you guys place that, like, it would be like a Fleet Foxes. It was, yes, you we, know, we play uh, Fleet Foxes. We're actually, um, we're going to be supporting their shows this summer in Brooklyn mm -hmm. and some of the partnerships that we've set up. Um, we, My Morning Jacket, um, The XX, The National, Interpol, uh, Connor Oberst, The War Shins, War on Drugs, um, you know, Jayhawks, mm -hmm. Hooray for the Riff Raff, um, Pixies. Is it pretty much even male-female? Is it skew a little bit more male? Um, I think it's skew think... a little bit more male. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty even. Um, we used to skew more male. We, we, we've sort of, you know, went through some format refigurings. Um, we, we were, years ago, we called ourselves city folk. So we were very singer-songwriter oriented. Um, we still carry the torch for that and we still support that but we've also um, sort of brought other other music into the fold so it's you know and, and a lot of it crosses crosses the genre lines you know we love the fact that that line is really fuzzy mm -hmm. and that you know we'll do a show with old Crow Medicine show and then another mm -hmm. market maybe a country station will mm -hmm. um, you know it's, for, for us it's the more you can like not categorize the music, you know, the more fun it is. I think for us, though, we do work under a certain format. Um, we're considered AAA, which is adult album alternative. Right. If you're talking about a format. Do you, do you have um, space in the studio for live performances? We do. Actually, we have a big space for live performances. We had our studio rebuilt. I'd say about 11 years ago at this point. Um, so I don't know if it has state of the art. <laughs> it is anymore, but it was really. And we have this great, huge studio. Um, 
where we're able to accommodate full bands mm. um, for full sessions. We're able to have audiences in there. We are member based, like I mentioned, we are member supported and people can give at any level. Um, there's no minimum to membership, but there's certain membership levels where you're invited to a certain amount of live, very sure. intimate performances every year. Um, and some of them we'll do in the studio and we'll offer up you know, some lunch. Usually we partner with local venues such as City Winery or Rockwood Music Hall or The Cutting Room for some of those performances. And those are something, you know, people come in, they get a 90, 90 minute performance usually. It's, it's some interview, a lot of performance. Um, and then usually like a meet and greet with the artists. So they'll hang around for a little while. Do you do any jazz or classical? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it's, we don't not, you know, we have a show on Sunday nights called The Big Broadcast um, with Rich Comedy. He fortunately just recently passed away and his show is, so we're still running them because it's so popular. Um, mm -hmm. It's the big band and jazz from like the 20s and 30s. Mm -hmm. We, our, our program director, Rita Houston, has a show on Friday nights called The Whole Wide World with Rita Houston. And it really is that. It is music from all different influences. We had a, um, an event recently, a benefit event called the Highline Bash, which was over at this great venue near the Highline Ballroom. And one of our, we had a great performers there. Um, and, and one of, we had, we, we had Joseph Arthur and we had Craig Finn from The Hold Steady. And we had um, this band, that Rita found or called the Hot Sardines. And they're like, they're like French cafe music. And they're a big band and they have a tap dancer as part of the band. Wow. Um, and like where, you know, where would you find this stuff if, if really not for us? And I, and I love that about our radio station because a lot of people that we play are people the listeners know and the people know and the, but they clearly haven't found their music through commercial radio. So you know that people are looking for what they want. Mm -hmm. If you're not satisfied with your top 40 playlist, they go down to our end of the dial, right? And they find, we call ourselves music discovery. Music discovery starts here because it's really hard to categorize what we do other than being yeah. able to say that. But, being, but, but so many stations contribute to this, like such a colorful music environment in New York City. But so many people don't know that. They, they stay above and they stay in the, the channels that could afford big commercials and big billboards and things like that. And so for me to be able you know, to combine my, my nonprofit um, sensibilities with my professional experience doing radio, it's, it's sort of, you know, it, it's special. Um, and I think that, that, that what we do is we just try and bring the music to the people. I mean, I guess it's a little way to say it. That's not really sure. official. Chris has a tweet that he would like to read to you that... Uh, we a tweet. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. So we actually have a tweet from Devana Aprovada. Uh, she's curious as to how does someone become an on-air host personality for public or, in this case, private radio? Oh, that's a great question. I would say that if you have a college radio station, definitely check them out. Um, there's amazing internet radio stations now. There's all different ways that people are broadcasting. Um, if you have a show, if it's not just a voiceover thing, but you have programming that you'd like to share, some, starting something like that is definitely possible. But you can send out you know, send out, I, I don't know if it's reels anymore, but I'll call it a reel. Right. Um, right. Just like I'll call it a card, you know? Yeah. Um, you send your demo out um, to different people. I would also think that the voiceover world is really big and always looking for stuff too. So the world of being able to get, um, being able to, to do some, some on-air work and some voice work is definitely there. There's a lot of, of people doing, I know, a few um, GoFundMe campaigns that, you know, they, they have friends that are voicing their stuff that's getting out. And you don't know who's going to hear what happens. You, I mean, it's, it's so fun to have all these platforms to get all this information out on, right? Like, it never used to be like that. And now, so 
there's, there's, there's different channels to being able to do something like that, I think. Internet radio is definitely something to try. Voice stuff. Voice stuff and make yourself a demo and send it out to people. I know that there's community radio stations in all markets. Um, they're, they're nonprofit. They're small and they fall somewhere between a college station and a commercial station. And you never know who's going to hear it. As a follow-up question to that, she also asks, have you ever seen a marketing promotions team leverage a station's host personalities, if at all? Um, well, I think we do a lot. I think that our, we use our personalities um, you know, to promote what we do. They're the voice of the radio station. They a lot of times when we are at shows, especially live broadcasts, we have a good team there. So it's not only the DJ who might be doing the broadcasting, but one or two co-hosts and a producer. Um, and that, you know, that's something that we're on site. That was really um, a marketing initiative. So them being on site, us, you know taking photos of them and sending it out over social media, doing the Facebook Lives, are really a way to engage both sides of it. Gotcha. <laughs> Other question, I'm sure a lot of people uh, must come up to you or when you guys are at festivals or like Radio Houston, you mentioned, uh, discovered that one band. I'm sure lots of people want to know, how can I get my music played on WFUV? Do you get hammered with requests? We, we get hammered, yeah. Um, we have a certain designated time of the week that um, reps and artists can call to check on their music. It's called Music Halls, and it's for two hours on Wednesday. And at that time, our music manager and our um, music director and our assistant music director will respond to people that are checking in on the stuff that they've sent. Um, things do get played. We, pro we, you know, we get a lot. I get a lot when I'm working festivals. There's a lot of musicians that are go that go to festivals, so I, I get a lot of CDs when I'm when I'm out as well. Um, and we get them, and we bring them to the programming department. <clears throat> um, you know, it's not for me to decide, mm -hmm. and we do tell them that everything will get listened to. And just because it's not right for now, it doesn't mean it's it's getting thrown out. Um, radio stations, you know, they work really hard, whether or not you're working off of a rigid playlist, you, you do try and keep somewhat control um, over what you play. And so introducing new music and it is something that's a little bit of a science. It's actually not, you know, it's not my expertise, but it's done, um, it's done with a certain sensibility to, to what's being played. You don't want to turn it on one day and be like, oh my God, these are all new songs. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really about Balance. Balance, mm -hmm. yeah. About what percentage of your airtime is music? <clears throat> Ugh, I'd say everything. I mean, we we don't have any, except for one-on-one, -on -one, which is on Saturdays from one to four, all of our programs are, are music-based. They're all, we, we, don't, we don't have um, the NPR talk shows right. that, that other NPR affiliates have. So... We, we, we try and, you know, we're a music station and I think that's, it's from, from um, I guess, an awareness point of view from a com a, being a non-commercial radio station. Sometimes it's an uphill battle because people think of NPR yeah. and they might think of one or two stations. You know, they might think of those, you know, humorous skits and SNL mm -hmm. and <laughs> we're really not that, you know, so it's very different. It's... Um, it's it's really different, but we're there's a, there's a different energy, you know, because because we are music. Uh, a lot of the music is music that that we love. Uh, you can almost tell with DJs on by what's playing, mm -hmm. because you can almost feel their their signature and their influence, and in, you know, in their shift. And mm -hmm. I think for us that's really important. Um, yeah. For us, another important part of what we do is indoctrinating a whole new generation to member-supported radio. It's, it's mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, a, it's a different mindset in a way, but in a way it's not, because I do think people today are so used to paying for services that they love. And public radio is, you know, you might pay for Pandora or Spotify or satellite radio, but it's still so, 
narrow. You know, what you're getting, what you're listening, the, the station you're listening to is, is that. Um, is, you know, it, it's, it's a folk station or it's a rock station or it's a heavy metal station or it's like a Bob Dylan inspired station or whatever it may be. And, you know, for someone, for a station like us, I just, I invite anyone to look, to go to our WFUV.org. I mean, we stream, we list our playlists, we list what's playing when, um, and you get a really good feel for, for what we do. Um, how we really try and represent all different parts of, of the music of the music world, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, so who's your? Who do you um, call your closest competitor? Well, like, that's a really good question. Mm -hmm. um, it depends what we're talking about. I mean, I think that sometimes there are public stations that mm -hmm. are a competitor for us. Um, we might we might be going against a different uh, um, a public station in a different market um, mm -hmm. for an artist. We might be trying to secure an interview against maybe satellite. Mm -hmm. um, there's a Westchester station that's a commercial station that's very close to my format. The peak, yeah, seven point one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Which is hard mm -hmm. to get. Yeah, in Jersey. Yeah, parts. I mean, I. I'll stream that. I mean, that's uh, yeah. very similar to your format. Yeah, and they, um, so we find ourselves sort of in the same pond sometimes when it comes to, to underwriting or if an artist is coming to town, if there's one station that's going to be like the presenting station. I spend a lot of my time fighting for, like us to be presenting and things. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, that's, that, that's something that, that we come up with them against. Um, but at the end of the day, and when I tell my most shows is, look, I'm here to help you sell tickets. So even if I'm this presenting station and my logo's on your website and I'm giving away the most tickets and I get to have my table in your lobby, you can give another station some tickets to give away or if you can spend money, you can spend another, I'm not gonna stop you mm -hmm. from selling your show. There's mm -hmm. just a certain level of partnership that, that that you know that we ask for for different things. So they are things. exclusive deals. They are yeah um, strong partnerships. They're really strong yeah. partnerships. Yeah. yeah, and I think um, I'm a, a partner with a lot of the festivals in New York City, which mm -hmm. are great. Um, Celebrate Brooklyn and Summer Stage, and this year is a very exciting year for us. We are working on Forest Hill Stadium, and we're the only station. Mm. They built us out like a, a broadcast booth and a. It's called the WFUV Clubhouse at Forest Hill Stadium. So if you're there, come on by. Um, and we have great relationships with these bands. We're able, for Forest Hills, we're able to do some interviews before some of the shows. There's a lot of social media. We're on site for the Celebrate Brooklyn Summer Stage shows. We're able to get hosts. We run a lot. I, I, I write the promo spots there, air on the radio station, the live promotional spots that support all these events that we do. So I write those. They get a large bank of that. So there's a great there's a great dollar value that they get in terms of partnering with us, even on just on a marketing level. Um, mm -hmm. I get myself to be on site for some really great shows. Right. And to be, I mean, really that's what radio is about, right? You, you wanna like, it, where the music meets the listener. Right. And um, so I like to find myself in that spot a lot. I like to- Should you ever- Turn down a show? Yeah, oh yeah. It just doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. Um, we don't have the time for it. The expectations are very different than something we're able to deliver. We really like to manage expectations mm -hmm. um, and you know, not go in thinking that we're gonna roll up. A lot of people don't understand what's, what's invested in broadcasting live. So people will be like, oh, you know, I have a street fair, can you broadcast live? And it's like, I don't <laughs> do that. You know, you explain to them why and, right. and everything. But yeah, I mean, there are, there are some things that we say no to for, yeah. for different reasons. And there are some people that want different things that we have, you know? I mean, mm. we, I, I, share, I share my, my playground with, with other public stations in the market. So NYC and BGO are also sponsors of Celebrate Brooklyn and Summer Stage. But, you know, they don't want BGO and NYC, to, they don't want the government mule show or maybe the Mavis Staples show as much as I do. So mm -hmm. we, we each choose where we're going to be and so we each have our own 
our own shows that we own as a part of the season, and we're all considered partners um, through like city parks or or celebrate Brooklyn, mm-hmm. um, except for Forest Hills. That's that's more exclusive. When you're talking, do you guys get pitched by radio promo guys? Like I'm thinking. Sturgill Simpsons, who, who is on Simpson, who is on Atlantic, is yes. perfect for you guys. Yes. So were they approaching you in advance and saying, "This is a record. This is a guy who is totally up your alley." Um, you know, I, that's not my side of the desk, but I do think it's is that both. Rita Houston, because it's it's, it's Rita or Russ Bars is our music director or Carmel mm-hmm. Holt. Um, those are the people that get approached more about that stuff. But I think it's both. I think that you know, they have such. They have such knowledge of what's going on in this market. Things that are coming out six months from now and people that are going on tour tomorrow. I mean, yeah. so between the things that they know and the things that are being pitched to them, I think is where is where we come up with, with, with what's happening. Um, we just had Thurston Moore at the station yesterday and, and he's, you know, he's, he's playing um, sometime during the summer. So they're trying to get us to line up our giveaways when the interview airs, but we don't know when that's going to be yet. So, you know, so we have to go back to the promo people and say, do you want to hold off on the promotion for the tickets? You're missing a big window here, or do you want to wait until we have the availability to air the content? Um, Those are, you know, different questions. And sometimes we do them different ways. I get pitched a lot for doing CD giveaways. I work with a lot of um, label people for um, compilations or remastered CDs and things like that. So we'd love to be able to offer that too. Because mm-hmm. it's interesting because when Marconi mentioned competition, yeah. I think you think you were thinking of uh, over the air, like other oh, stations. Oh, yeah. Audience. Here, what? Yeah, yeah audience. audience. And, and it's, but your answer was even more interesting yes. because you're, you were talking about competition for uh, sponsoring the show, presenting the show. Yeah. So Putting you an mentioned, artist on yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, so Which I would good. say our competition yeah. for that would be, you know, I mean, I, I think. Other music stations, you know, mm-hmm. rock stations, jazz stations, public stations. Mm-hmm. People, I think, that like public radio prefer, or prefer public radio. There's a certain sensibility. I can't listen to commercial radio anymore. I just, I, you know, for the most part, sort of ruined. Does the station uh, get Arbitron reports? We are not. Um, we don't really subscribe. I mean, we're a real quantitative sell. So when you want to learn about who you're reaching, it's a quality of an audience mm-hmm. versus versus a number. We don't really show up on a ranker. I mean, we're a public station. Um, the whole people meter thing is a whole, it's, yeah. it's a whole other discussion and, and how that's changed, right. how ratings show. And and for what we do, that's it's not really, that's it's not really, um, what, right. you know, what we were. I'm just thinking whether you call them sponsors or advertisers. Yes. Or whomever you call them, we do. They're interested in uh, who's, who's how many people and yeah. oh, totally, uh, totally. And I think that's why a lot of our business comes from promoters and small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see a lot of corporate um, agency stuff coming through us. I can't say you know, I, I can't go on and do a car dealer commercial that's like nine ninety nine a month. Nine, you right. know, I can't. That's, not allowed and we don't want to do that and, right. um, do you take you, you you take care of the community like um, I can remember when I was affiliated with Syracuse mm-hmm. University stations and so on they would do lost dogs and they would do like really like things. micro community yeah, yeah. No, we're not we're people right in the area of the university yeah I mean we we try really hard to do that. I have a super relationship with the Botanical Garden, which mm. is my neighbor. Yeah. So we work together on a lot of programs. We do a lot of giveaways for the things that they do there when there's public programs. Sure. There's things happening at the zoo. Um, when there's neighborhood carnivals and things like that that we can help, we totally do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, like, I, I'm, our, our announcements are... Um, a little different than like a lost puppy thing. But mm-hmm. I do think that we work really hard for the community. Um, one of the things that we're most proud of at the station is something called the Strike Accord campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, our news director, George Bodarki, and our assistant news director, Robin Shannon, worked with our community advisory board and came up with this great idea. And as you know, stations have certain PSAs that they have to run. So they have a PSA inventory. Sure. We put together 
PSA, uh, by the way, is public, public service, service announcement. announcement. Um, we, we, we put together a campaign every quarter that tackles one issue. Is it, um, is it support for veterans? Is it clean water? Mm. Is it um, healthy kids? And we invite different nonprofits and groups and corporations to submit their information on how they, they work towards this cause. And then we air vignettes throughout the quarter highlighting these different mm-hmm. um, agencies and, corp- and, 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 and nonprofits and groups and, and help people get in touch with them when they're looking for more information on this. We also try and do a, either an interview or a round table with community experts on whatever whatever the subject is. Mm-hmm. And when possible, I like to tie in promotions. So when we did something about um, city parks, I reached out to my colleague at City Parks Foundation and we got a bunch of volunteers and WFUV employees to go down to, on It's My Parks Day. And we went down to a designated park and we helped the city parks people, you know, weed and plant and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, Strike Accord has been great for outreach. It's really helped a lot of groups and a lot of people that need help find these these groups that that can be there for them. Um, we've won you know many community awards for that and for some of our other news programming as well. Um, and it's it, it's really a, a special part of what we do is like the news and the public affairs. So. Do you um, handle any political? Um, Let's say, no. <laughs> you know, somebody wants to talk about yeah, no. in a roundabout way, they may be that this corner is getting, people are getting hit by cars on that corner. Yeah. And this guy running comes in and talks about what he's going to do to help that corner and so on. You try to stay clear of those? We, yeah, what we'll do is we will take something like that. Mm-hmm. And use it as a public interest story, and maybe interview the city councilman who maybe has some ideas for how people don't get hit by that. Right. Point. And and work it into you know in in a way that it becomes relevant content for us. Right. Not that he's running during running for office or re-running. Right. I mean, we don't really you know air political stuff, but our news team will go to the conventions. They will go to the Republican mm-hmm. National Convention, Democrat National Convention, and you know get report. Yeah, report. And so it's, it's real legit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you sell records? Do you move, uh, you know, do, do people stream, you know, because they hear your stuff? Do, you know, radio people, you know, from labels, for example, come mm-hmm. to you because specifically they know that you guys move Def Cab for Cutie vinyl or things like that. They can, they know people are shazamming your station a lot. Are, are those metrics showing up when? I think those metrics are showing up somewhat. I think it's it's sort of, um, it's sort of new. We don't really use that as, as a qualifying um, mm. thing, but. Are they though, do you think? Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I think that for us, it's, it's about these long-standing relationships with a lot of the artists and um, and with the people within the industry. So they know to come to us directly. It's more of a direct relationship. With the artists? With the artists a lot okay. of the times. Um, it, it will include management, it will include label, mm-hmm. but our DJs just do such a stellar job of really of knowing these artists. I mean, there's a lot of times where um, the interviews that they do, they'll get that, they'll get a response like, oh, I haven't been asked that before, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I think you guys are a place where, when, when I talk to students, you, you were mentioning you're on the far side, the far left side, yeah. or the bottom of the dial where people aren't necessarily listening. And if you're a fledgling manager with a fledgling band, whether it's a sort of a rock band or a band that can appeal to that 25 to 54, yeah slightly more male skewed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. probably more white uh, suburban type demographic mm-hmm. don't forget about you as a station because and then don't don't forget to be loyal to that station because there right. are not a lot of your stations around the country they are there right but people more people are listening to Z100 and for Chris who's sort of singer-songwriter-esque for him to think he's going to be on Z100 is more fantasy than actually I probably have a better chance of getting on sure on public radio mm-hmm. which probably does 
who, we had somebody on who said to, to don't discount your type of state, like the public radio station oh, music they put, because you're exposing yeah. music to still a whole lot of people, you mentioned, who are not listening to Spotify or YouTube or whatever. Right. Um, yes. There's an amazing amount of music that we play that it just doesn't get that like corporate sort of support mm -hmm. in that way. I guess I, the example I'm thinking of is um, is the Newport Folk Festival. And I put quote, folk in air quotes. Mm -hmm. um, and it's an amazing festival. We've been a partner. We've been the New York City flagship station there for probably about 20 years. Um, for the last few years, this festival sold out in 20 minutes with no artists announced. So there's a certain level, you know that you're going to get great music and you know, and the artists have already sort of promoted themselves to their, their, their group, their, their audience. So there's a whole level of personal promotion that sort of happens there. Um, the artists that, that play in Newport play in WFUV. Mm -hmm. They're not artists that are played in C100. And the, the power of that music and of people going out and finding that music for themselves and, and supporting it is really powerful. I have a question for uh, wanted to ask uh, for those that are graduating soon, uh, like myself or people in the music business program here at William Patterson or around the country or even in music management, mm -hmm. what kind of advice would you give people like myself uh, that are trying to get their foot in the door? Oh, just have fun. You know, don't be afraid to go for stuff. Don't, don't be afraid to ask questions. People love to talk about what they do. Don't be afraid to knock on doors. And music is coming from all different ways. And don't discount where you can find those, those, those places. There's, there's radio stations, and there's internet radio, and there's startup labels, and there's bands needing management. There's bands needing promo support. And there's, there's venues need, needing help. And it's really, um, you know, it, it becomes about just getting involved in, within the environment. I think you, you won't be sorry. It's so much fun. All right. And we've had fun with you. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. I had a great time. Janine Shadelman from WFUV. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much, Janine. Yes. Janine. Chris Fuchs, thank you for being here. Thank you. Next week, our final live show of the year, Brian Sheckman. Manager of Palisades and also former manager for My Chemical Romance is mm -hmm. going to be coming nice. from uh, California. And after that, a whole summer of pre-recorded shows, but all brand new stuff. All right, we need new. to thank Aaron Van Dyne from uh, White Hat Management. So thanks to him. We will thank uh, Rob Fusari. Is it playing? Uh, Rob Fusari's uh, Don't Let Love Down is going to come on. We owe Rob a big hug and kiss on the lips. And congrats again to Brave New Radio for being the number one college radio station in America. Don't forget, yeah. Manny Junior Band, 6th edition, comes out June 6th. Go to Amazon.com and order it. Yes. I'm your producer, David Kirkfield, along with my co-host, the esteemed Dr. Marconi. And we want to thank you for listening to the best sisters in the history of the world. Thank you for tweeting. Thank you for all your love, support. My best friend. Radio, Radio, Music Biz, one or more. Thank you very much. And instead of saying hello at the end of the show, I said we always say, adios! Oh, baby.